Ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you are following us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please do leave us a five-star review. It helps us more than you can imagine. Anyways. Enjoy the podcast. Right, and we're back again for oh. another episode. <laughs> wow. I'm bringing the energy. Oh, we are back. We are back. After last week's episode, earlier in, earlier on in the week, actually, not last yeah, week, I mean, um, yeah. it was a very chilled, relaxed Sam's episode. Sam's grown a beard since we've I've grown a beard. Him. I've changed my top. Um, um, I haven't changed. Yeah, these two, for some reason, haven't got <laughs> changed. Bizarre, isn't it? Why you've just both just sat there the entire week. I've been off. I've been doing everything. I've had, I've had a haircut since, got changed, everything. New Take shirt. Your off. Let's have a look. I have actually look at the shave you see on the side there, people. Um, my partner's not a fan of it at all, but we we move. Um, but hopefully you have had a lovely week today. We're doing the debate episode. We're bringing back the controversy after such a chilled episode. And this week we are doing our top five African footballers of all time. Oh, I'm really excited for this. This is an episode I accidentally prepped for a while back uh, when I got my, my weeks mixed up. So these notes have been sat here for ages. And I actually think it's a lot more difficult than people realise. I've changed mine about 20 times. It's just pure scribbling here. And my notes are across about 20 different pages. So I'm going to be going all over the place. But Matt, how are you doing? All good. All good. I thought this would be a lot easier to um, come up with as well. It is not. Yeah, I feel like we're going to annoy a lot of people. Mine, mine kind of fell together quite nicely. Well, this is going to be interesting because I feel like you may then miss somebody else. I have missed someone and I'm well aware of it, but I will not be putting them in. Okay, good. Just because. I like it. So, uh, yeah, so it's our top five African footballers of all time. Please let us know, as we always say in the comments, what you think of our top fives and let us know anybody you think you've missed out on. Yeah? Yeah. Because a lot of people keep giving us honourable mentions that we miss, so apologies if we do. Okay, then. Matt, I'll go to you first then. Okay. Who's your fifth? Uh, my fifth is Michael Essien. Ooh. Um, after moving to Lyon in 2003... He went on to be a key figure in their back-to-back league winning seasons. He then won Liga A. <laughs> <laughs> what league was it? Liga A. <laughs> oh. Sorry, audio listeners. <laughs> Sorry, we both laughed at you then. Was you? So, yeah, no, I got cramp. That's all. Uh, he then went on to be the uh, Liga Player of the Year in 2005. Uh, following his success laden three years in France, he moved to Chelsea for 24.4 million, which at the time was the most expensive uh, African player of all time. Uh, while at Chelsea, he won the Premier League twice, the FA Cup three times, and one League Cup, uh, also winning the Champions League in 2012. He represented Ghana at three African Cup of Nations and two World Cups. Uh, he also won the Chelsea Goal of the Year award twice for those. Absolute screamers. I like that. That's a necessary stat, but now I'm just thinking of goals. Now. Goals, 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 goals. I like that. Um, a physically strong central midfielder, great box-to-box ability and tough tackling earned him the nickname, The Bison. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, possessed a great tactical intelligence, great vision uh, and tremendous leadership qualities. Him and Lampard uh, ran the midfield, really, for many years. Um and I feel like he would be quite easily overlooked in a top five chat such as this. But yeah, yeah well I've deserved o- in my opinion. I've overlooked I've him. Overlooked him. So no, yeah, there's two straight away. He's overlooked him, yeah. He was in the top five at one point and then got scribbled out quite early on. But no, I like that as a shout. Very underrated player, actually, when you compare, when you think of it with Lampard, when you said it like that, kind of did make me think you don't really ever think about him at all, do you? Mm. 
I didn't know that as well. Most expensive African player of all time. Though. At the time, yeah. At yeah. the time, that's that's mad. I like that as a shout. Solid start, Mike. Who's your fifth? Fifth, I think this is my favourite one as well. Cult hero, Canu. An underrated career. He wasn't a flashy striker. He wasn't a clinical striker. He was kind of like a number two option in a in a strike partnership. But uh, did the hard yards, bit of bit of graft, holding the ball up, that sort of stuff. Uh, he started his career. He came on as a sub in the champion ninety five Champions League final as Ajax beat AC Milan. The following year, he was more of a involved player. Uh, they got to the Champions League final again, but lost this time. But he was a key man, featuring all the way through that league campaign, Champions League campaign. Uh, earned himself a move to Inter. I mean, so so far he's, he's won a Champions League at Ajax. He's gone to Inter Milan. Discovers he has a heart issue. Has to be, get operated on. Completely rules him out of football. He said he's unlikely to play football ever again. Has to go back to Nigeria to get like a heart operation. I did not know this, sorry. Yeah. No. Only played 12 times for Inter and then was like, they didn't work out for, he was injured half the time. And that's where his story really begins. Sorry, that, but, but before you carry on, I genuinely had never yeah, heard no. of that. That's mad. Sorry, carry on. That's really shocked me. Then, little old Arsenal signing for four and a half million, 1996, no, 1998, I think it was. Uh, double winner in 0102, formed a partnership with Bergkamp then he was in Invincible he won a second FA Cup as well had to play third and fourth fiddle to people like Thierry Henry Will Tord Bergkamp Anelka etc then after Arsenal short spell at West Bromwich Albion of all places one of the most famous misses of all time (laughs) yeah he had a bit of a stinker at West Brom didn't he yeah even his whole time he was there not good but then you think he's got some good moments that when he picked up that fan and hugged the fan yeah but then a little renaissance in his career he signs for Harry Redknapp's Portsmouth (laughs) ruined my day which is just brilliant in his first season he was Portsmouth's top goal scorer in his second season he wins the FA Cup with Portsmouth scoring goals in the semi-final against Tucson the day I cried my eyes out (laughs) I was at the game, I cried the whole way home after he'd scored against the Albion. And there was a handball in the build-up and I'm still... Scores in the semi-final and the final of an FA Cup winning campaign for Portsmouth. It's a good shout. It's a lovely shout, isn't it? Uh, I didn't realise there was as much of a backstory to him. I didn't realise. Three FA Cups, a double winner, an invincible, an Olympic gold medalist. That's, yeah, okay. Do you know what? Both the first two I've overlooked straight away, and now I think yeah, he's, not, he's, he's not in my league winner as well. Yeah, now I'm looking <laughs> at my list thinking, oh, have I have I missed some players? Because those two straight away I didn't even think of. Wow, that's a good. This is some serious start. Okay, yeah. Wow. Okay, I feel like we're all gonna have some interesting lists now. I think surely. I feel like the back end could be. I think the the top sort of two three yeah. are pretty solid. But then, but then it's who puts. Who, where? Okay, mm. I've gone for JJ Okocha, number five. Not in mine. Was he in yours? No, he's not, but I respect the decision. Yep. Now, it was kind of one that I know when you actually look at individuals and kind of thing, and when you look at the, all the honours and things that they've won, a player that kind of doesn't really compete with some of, no. some of the players for, as a career-wise, but actual individual honours, 
he's, he's actually all right. So oh, and just individual as a player, himself. As a player yeah. Mm. Um, no one like him, really, let's be honest. He's a seven-time Nigerian Player of the Year, um, two times African Player of the Year, um, won the Olympic Games, one-time AFCON winner, one-time runner-up, and a player that we've kind of not seen many players like him since at all, mm. a, a player that just makes a lot of people fall in love with so the sport. nice, they named him twice. Exactly. Mm. That, that is, I, was, I was expecting Matt to go straight in because I know that's one of your favourite phrases. Ooh. I thought you were going to go in straight away. But yeah, a kind of player that has made a lot of generations fall in love with the sport, a player that just instantly, you watch his highlights even now and yeah. you still can't. You, if you scroll through Twitter and you watch some of his highlights, you can't put it down. Let's be honest. JJ Okocha walked so Ronaldinho could run. I was going to say, yeah, the only two players I can even think of that I've written down here is Ronaldinho and Neymar. Are the only yeah, two don't players. Speak of his name in front of Matt. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, I won't mention Neymar again. But yeah, JJ Kocha straight straight in at number five. I kind of had to get him in. Just the amount of flair that he possessed and brought to a Sam Allardyce Bolton team. It's just well, a very cultured Sam Allardyce Bolton yeah. team, though. Yes, Ivan yes, uh, yes. Campo, Fernando Hierro. Mm-hmm. A side that gets a lot of shouts on this podcast. Yeah. I feel like we're one of the only because podcasts that look, talk about it's it. It's a Bolton thing. Yeah. You had these players in. It was amazing. Yeah. But I had Fantastic. to. I had to. No, I had good to kind of get a. I want. I wanted to make sure because I thought as an actual individual. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's in there somewhere. I thought mm. I have to put him in out of respect. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Who's your number four then? My number four is Yaya Torre. I've got him in my. Top five is hard to say. I've got him at number two. Um, aspired to be a striker in his youth. <laughs> um, and in the end, he put in stellar performances at centre-back as well as central midfield. His most notable centre-back uh, performance being for Barcelona in the 2009 Champions League final. Yeah. Um, as I say, most known for his exploits uh, in the centre of midfield. African Footballer of the Year, uh, 2011, 12, 13 and 2014. Played over 100 times for Barca and was part of the team that won six trophies in a calendar year. (laughs) (laughs) Moving to City in 2010, uh, he scored some key goals, an example being the winner in the FA Cup final, which bought them their first major trophy for, I think it was about 44 years at that point. Mm. Dominant and magnificent were some of the words used to describe him during his spell with uh, with City. He has a Greek League double, yeah. two La Ligas, one Copa del Rey, one Spanish Super Cup uh, or Super Copa, I think it's it was called. A Champions League, a UEFA Super Cup, Club World Cup, three Premier League titles, one FA Cup, two League Cups, and a Community Shield. Uh, 100 appearances for Ivory Coast playing at three World Cups and six AFCONs yeah unreal Rolls Royce of a, of a player really yeah, yeah. I can't, there's not really much to add onto that other than what you said about him being the four time uh, AFCON uh, sorry African player of the year mm-hmm. which is the joint most along with another player in the list that we'll get onto in a bit Okay, which is the joint most um he was AFCON runner-up twice and it was kind of spoken about would he ever lift the trophy and he captained the side when uh, Ivory Coast won AFCON back in 20, 2015. So, unreal. Are we just going to do all of Yaya now? Should if you I want to go... F- what posi- where, where have you got him? Two. Oh, you got him two? I've got him two. Respect! My man! 
Uh, yeah, it's kind of mostly been spoke about that. Yeah, there's got to be surely any other points. Oh, that you can... uh, I was just looking through to see if I could. Yeah, I, just kind of the one thing to add. When, obviously, when he came to City in England, uh, and he, we saw him like develop into, I think, one of the most complete midfielders we've mm. seen in England. Yeah, he could do everything. He could defend. He could drive you up the pitch. He could pass. He could score. But uh, that. 13-14 season it was where they won the league and he scored 20 goals in the Premier League it seemed like he smashed a free kick in, a, in off the bar every week hmm. Yeah, he was just unplayable uh, and then to be part of that Barca team that won like you said everything <laughs> one of the best club sides we've ever seen yeah and then to, to win AFCON to captain only Ivory Coast's second African Cup of Nations victory could have a nation that's produced so many good footballers. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, and they couldn't get over the hump in their golden generation. They had a golden generation just yeah. before. Yeah, and yeah, no, I, I couldn't believe how because I, I got him down lower originally, and then when you look at what he actually done for his country, yeah. as you said, like what you said there, I had to push him up straight away. Yeah, so he's my number two. Two for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so wait, now this is when I get confused now. So it's my Mike, fault. Your fault. <laughs> my brain then was got. We've just spoken a lot about numbers there. I was thinking, who's next? This feels low, but it's where I've got him. Mo Salah. Okay. okay. At number four. Yeah. Uh, the star man of Klopp's Liverpool, and probably the biggest reason for their recent success. Uh. His career was a bit strange until he got to live for, really. But then it's just yeah, really strange, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's kind well, of. I a... didn't realise he won a Golden Boy Award when he was at Basel. I didn't know that either. To be no, honest, which is just mental. Obviously, mm-hmm. didn't get things going until like he went to Italy, really. But since we've seen him at Liverpool and seen what he's become, yes, the rate of goals for a winger is just absurd. Yeah. Consistency, it's ridiculous, almost unheard of. Like outside of Messi and Ronaldo, for someone not a central striker to score this many goals this consistently, yeah, he's I'd probably say one of the top five players in the world for the past five years. I completely agree. Yeah, and kind of he's made a position himself. He's changed football, hasn't he? Like in the in the Premier League, like he he was kind of the, the the figureheads of the wide forwards yeah yeah a winger doesn't have to track back at all but he, he's again like what he's doing he's kind of he's the reason we expect wingers to now get 10 goals a season it didn't happen before yeah. he's, he's getting 20-30 but like just for instance Saka if, if he doesn't get 10 goals this season people would say he's not performing yeah but like 10 years ago it doesn't matter wingers yeah. barely got to seven goals and they could still contribute and be really good parts of teams but I do get what you mean yeah because he's, he's as he said he's revolutionised the winger position now and kind of now you think of wingers you do think of goal scorers like you, yeah. you think of certain well, players like and the whole narrative of goals and assists now like yeah. look at someone like Anthony who isn't doing this yeah. they're getting slandered Grealish I thought was the first Grealish. one when he, Grealish first joined you can see what Grealish does well yeah yeah and like he's never really he's, well, he's never scored he's never that been many a goal scorer. He's only, I think he's only scored over 10 I think it's twice for the Villa since he, since he joined I think one of those was in the championship yeah. like yeah. he's not a player that's going to get goals but instantly he joins Man City and it's expected as you said to, to ban goals and yeah the numbers Salah's put up is just yeah. an absolute joke and then just to finish 
He's now on 198 goals for Liverpool, which is fifth all-time, ahead of Gerard, Fowler, Owen and Dalglish. Wow, I didn't yeah. realise he was that high up. All-time, yeah. Jeez. I was and he's more not stopping, than is it? <coughs> yeah, nowhere near. I was more than happy to, um, as I said on the pod, going back a bit now, a couple of months at least, um, eat a slice of humble pie. Really, because there was yeah, a, I'd forgotten about this. Sorry. There was a there was a, a point where I've never not rated him, but I put players above him because a lot of his work we've we've become so accustomed to him notching up these figures year after year after year that there probably wasn't enough sort of respect put on his name. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm more than happy to uh, to admit that I was uh, not even got that one wrong because the level of consistency shown. Is a joke. Is yeah. is ridiculous in what is you know often referred to as the best league in the world. Yeah. The only reason why I'd not got him higher up because I think I think the only thing that let him down is when I was comparing the others of what they've done with their nations. And I think that's the only yeah. thing to let him down slightly. Uh, but again, kind of like a. I don't think Egypt are as well equipped as a lot of these other nations. I know they're not, but that's I know and, it's a, well. If you look at let's say the big one would have been the Afcon final against Senegal with Mane. That's if, look side. at the comparison of the squads. Oh, right, yeah. Obviously, Salah's got Egypt there. No, I agree. By himself, and then Senegal are like the current day Senegal are like it's a joke. The superstars of the African Cup of Nations, aren't they? Like, yeah. You've got Koulibaly and mm. like. Oh, no, you go through the entire yeah. team, and it's like because I think sometimes with a lot of um, because we don't see a lot of the African players in in Europe and things, and they get spoken about enough. And when you look at the squads, I I, I tried to get a bit more clued up in the last Afcon, and I'm trying to this season. You look at the Senegal squad; it is household names, the entire yeah. squad, yeah. pretty much. Like there's no one in the squad you don't realise. I think when you look to the Egypt squad, they probably still had. Um, Higatsi played. Higatsi in Elam. Yeah, the villain. Right, El Mohammed. El Mohammed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was probably still playing there. El Nene. Yeah, yeah. Well, super man. Yeah, but yeah, I think that was the only thing. So he was two times uh, Afcon runner-up. Yeah. Uh, two two times Afcon footballer of the year, and again he kind of was in a generation of obscene African players. Like some of the names that you, because I don't know if you've got some of these players higher up, but. I think of the image of the three players stood up on the, the stage and you've got Mo Salah, Mane and Aubameyang. Like that era of African players, really. Mm. That's the reason why they, those few players haven't got as many. So Yeah, yeah. I must admit, I, I haven't got any of those three in my top five. No Salah, wow. No, no Salah, simply due to the... If we have this conversation again in five years' time, or even two years' time, he's probably going to be up there, but I think there's more... That's big. I, I, I yeah, respect it. I respect it. Nothing again. He definitely go in. All three of them would go in as solid, like respect for respectable, honourable mentions. Aubameyang's you know. one that I had it's originally really in my list. Honourable. That's a good honourable mention. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was original. I told you how many times I've changed it. Mm. If when we if we recorded the episode when I originally planned it, Aubameyang was my fifth, and then I thought of JJ Okocha, so I had to yeah. I had to push JJ Okocha up. But yeah, that's a, mm. a play. But um, I've got Mo Salah at third. So it's not okay. far. I don't, I don't think it's too obscene. I just couldn't, I couldn't push him up. My fourth then, uh, my next one, and I, I feel really harsh doing this. Drogba. Okay, I got him at two. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he should be higher. But then I, I like thought about what, like for example, Mo Salah has done, and like I, I argued with all of the players I'd got above him. And to be honest, I pushed them up straight away, and I think I, I stand by it. It just seems a little bit harsh. 
I feel like because you guys have got him higher, maybe we can I've talk got about him. him. And I felt the same about Salah Drogba. I didn't know how to position. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to do. So yeah, I've gone Drogba fourth. Um, yeah, um, we can all talk about him. Uh, four-time FA Cup player. Um, he's the clutch man, isn't he? Really, which we yeah. talk about all the time. A big game player. African Footballer of the Year. Champions League winner. We could go on. I don't know if you guys want to talk about him. And if you've got him higher, Matt, I don't know if you want to yeah, talk about him. I've got him in it too. Um, fourth high scorer for Chelsea. <laughs> All time top scorer for Ivory Coast. Obviously, former captain, part of that, that golden generation that Mark alluded to earlier, who unfortunately couldn't get over the line. Um, that was some team as well, when you think back. It's stupid. <laughs> like, you talk about the Senegal team, but that truly was. If ever there was like an African king, team going into a World Cup you looked at that Ivory Coast squad and you were like wow yeah. they have got some players you had Colo Torre Yaya you had Kalu yeah. Drogba unreal it's a ridiculous team isn't that, it? That, that starting three was like Kalu Drogba Jovino Jovino and then, had him as well, and then, then you had like Doombia Doombia to come on as well <laughs> I'd forgotten about some beer. Absolutely crazy. Um, made the FIFA World uh, World Eleven in two thousand and seven. Um, Four hundred ninety four total appearances across his career. Two hundred nine goals. He's often referred to as like the the complete striker, isn't he? Tall, strong, great in the air. Technically very good. Quick. Quite clinical in front of goal. Yeah, I, I I like him. I just I don't know I don't know what it is. I know, I know. I, I, the only reason I put him ahead of Salah, and it sounds saft, but slightly more honours, and I just think he kind of enforces himself more on games. Mm. Yeah, I get you. Like he kind of takes games by the scruff of the neck more. And like you said, he was a big game player. He always yeah. turned up in the biggest mm. matches. And then went like games at Wembley, cup final, yeah. things like that. He, he tore his playground for yeah. years. Like he haunts Arsenal fans' dreams <laughs> to this day. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. The only reason why I had Salah above him then, I'm just more on the than you will ever know. <laughs> more than you'll ever know. <laughs> just, just as kind of just on the flip side, like playing devil's advocate. The reason why I'd put Salah above him though is because I know it's like in comparison, but I do think. And I know we're talking about this is a problem that Salah's done now. When you look at goals and assists, mm. output-wise, Salah at club level is, is just done tons more. Mm. And that's where I was like, do you know what, actually, as an actual player, I think I'm going to push Salah up because of that. Yeah. But then I can see your but yeah, point. I can't. football was a bit different back then. You exactly. weren't putting out stupid numbers like they are nowadays. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I did, when he came to Charles, he, I think he was that piece that made them into... Uh, like a super team yeah because all the pieces were kind of mm. getting in place and then he joined they won the league in his first season yeah and he was that he was the one he, he was that right I'm, I'm going to do it I'm going to take take the game like you said I'm going to score the goals I'm going to be the main man yeah yeah I write it have we has everyone discussed all their players bar number one then or is there anybody no no uh, who have you got no there? I've got is there no, oh, yeah, no yeah, mentions yeah, yeah, I've got so just on quickly on Drogba for Ivory Coast 65 goals in 105 games internationally. That's a great record, actually, isn't it? Unreal. That's a really good record. Unreal. Jeez. That does some going. What? Who? Have you got somebody else that hasn't been mentioned then? At, at, at three, yeah. At three. Mm-hmm. Oh, so is you? Have we? Is it? Okay, I'm intrigued now to hear yours. Three. My third, and I've had to tap into some years gone by knowledge um, from people as well. 
is George Weir. Yeah, I wanted to put Weir in, but I just could. I haven't. Yeah, the, I did. The, as the well. reason he's gone in will will be mentioned sort of within this, but well, I'll, I'll open with it. He's the only African player yeah. to ever win the Ballon d'Or. Um, after playing in Liberia, Arsene Wenger brought him to uh, Monaco where he scored 47 goals in 103 appearances between the years of 88 and 92, uh, which earned him a move to PSG, uh, where he won the league in 94. He was also the top scorer in the 94-95 Champions League uh, campaign, which led to AC Milan uh, purchasing him. During his four years there, he won the league twice. Towards the end of his career, um, he moved to Chelsea, where he won the FA Cup. And he had a stint at uh, Man City as well. He was regarded by 4-4-2 as one of the best players never to win the Champions League. Uh, he did, however, win the Ballon d'Or uh, in 1995 uh, and is the only African player to do so. African Footballer of the Year in 88-95 and in 96 was named the African Player of the Century. Uh, he played 75 times for Liberia, scoring 18 times playing for his country at two uh, AFCONs. And there is a quote from a, an article that The Guardian did on him, which states that he was hamstrung by hailing from a global minnow. What? He was, was hamstrung by hailing from a global minnow. He was unlucky to be born Liberia. in Liberia. Okay. Because if he'd have, if he'd have played for just, you know, another country, he'd have had... That. My brain is like, what? I'm strong. Uh, Did you see my face? <laughs> Mike saw Mike looked as like, Sam, okay. <laughs> it was a slight ominous pause after that was delivered. Um but yeah, many believe that if you know, if he was sort of able to play for another international uh country that he would have had um significantly more international success. Yeah. Quick, strong, uh great finisher, uh, and there is a video that personifies what he was as a player, um, a goal against uh, Hellas Veronis, if you want to pronounce it like that, uh, where he basically he takes the ball from the edge of his own box and scores within seconds. Respect. Now I like yeah, I like this so, chat. I read up and I tried to read up as much as I could about him to try yeah. and find a way to get him in here, but I just didn't want to. But you've done it for us. So what he said. Him and Roger Miller before our time. Yeah, the yeah. two players that. After doing any bit of research yeah. in everyone's list, yeah. aren't they? with that, with that, just being the Ballon d'Or winner, you can't. You're talking about best African players of all time, and he's won it. You can't not have him. Maybe third might be perceived as a little bit high, but no, I rate yeah. it. Great record at club level. And what I love is, I think we've all got the same number one. And I'm really, really, really glad because I thought potentially, I thought, I hope everyone does because I don't want to have to argue this. Because it shouldn't be an argument. Oh, I can't wait to do this. Should we all say it on three? One, <laughs> two, three. Samueletto. Pod synergy. Um, I'm not going to even take the floor with this because I'm, I'm going to happily just sit back and listen. Mark, if you want to go first then. Because oh, yeah, I love Samueletto. Mm. Do, you know uh... <laughs> do you know what? I'm being honest with you now. I plan all the episodes... Early on, we've spoken about Samuelito on a very early on podcast, and I know for a fact you'd go him first. And I had a sneaky feeling you would as well. And I'm so glad we've done that. And I know you'd want to take the floor. So incredibly satisfying. Yeah. You go first. Anything yeah. you want to add? No, you no, go no. second, and then I'll sit back and just watch you two kind of and just enjoy this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
I I'm, think, a, I'm going to be a listener now. <laughs> I think one of the best and most underrated strikers of all time, period, not African, ever. Had a legendary career. So he's played for the biggest clubs in the world. Real Madrid, Inter Milan, Barcelona. Uh, at Barcelona, just see it, 130 goals in five seasons. Uh, part of the same side that Yaya Toro was in, but uh, much more involved. The treble winning, well, not just treble, six trophies in 2009, but includes the treble. Also has a treble at Inter Milan under Jose Mourinho after mm -hmm. leaving Barcelona. <laughs> um, but not just that. I think there's a part of his career that he's massively overlooked. And that is because he's absolutely worshipped on the island of Mallorca. Mm. Club record goal scorer, talisman of their only team to have ever won a major trophy. He scored twice in the Copa del Rey final. And I've seen interviews of like or little clips of people in Mallorca and they speak about Samuel Leto and they literally like cannot contain their joy and like what what he gave to them because Mallorca are minnows. Mm. Uh, yeah, so just that all that speaks for itself. The trophies are ridiculous. The goals <laughs> are ridiculous. The numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. The performances that we saw throughout our childhoods and whatever are just ridiculous. Yeah. Three Champions Leagues, four <laughs> league titles across various countries, two African Cup of Nations and Olympic gold. He was top scorer. Oh, AFCON's all-time top scorer as well. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. 56 goals in 118 appearances for Cameroon. <sighs> It's unreal, Just, isn't it? What, what a boy. I think at the, the face of African football for quite a long time as well, yeah. wasn't he, really? Massively. Like, I think about those Puma boots, the face of Puma for quite a while. Like, yeah, unreal. Puma boots, the the iconic Cameroon vest top. There is an image <laughs> just after he scored where he sort of is trying to take it off, but obviously it's awkward because it's a vest. But the, the elation in his face is just... Ridiculous! He's just oh, you can't not like, one of so, the original bagsmen. Yeah, yeah, but he's he so much more versatile as well. It, central striker, fair enough. He's he's what he's renowned for, but the ability to play a little bit deeper out on the wing, yeah. quick, strong, really good in the air for someone who's not necessarily one of the tallest people going. There's not really much great work rate, willing to do the dirty work. There's not much you couldn't do, if anything at all, really. Yeah, completely agree with everything you've both said. That's like, yeah, perfectly topped it off. There's not really, you said top, top, he's got 18 goals in AFCON, as you said, yeah. 18 goals at AFCON. Top goal scoring two of the tournaments as well. It is just stupid, isn't it, when you went through. Like, I started making notes of his honours. Like, I originally started writing them out, and genuinely, my, my, my hand was aching. Like, <laughs> it was just boring. Yeah. It is ridiculous when you go and scroll through. Won the Champions League at three clubs, I think it was. No, three, two for Barca. Was it two at Barca? One for, one for Inter. Oh, is it? Okay, sorry. The fact he's got two, two oh. no, two, yeah, two separate trebles for wow. two different clubs. Unreal. And I think they were back-to-back -back seasons, they were. I think he left Barca after that. I'm pretty sure. It is stupid, isn't it? Like, it's ridiculous. 
He's really, really good at football. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he really is. He's really good. I could. I feel like we could talk about him forever. But are there any then? So now we spoke about honourable mentions earlier on. I know we've mentioned a couple of them, but we could speak about them in a it bit was more depth. Was it, it was back to back. Stupid. Oh, yeah, back to back seasons, travels. Jeez. I was really, really surprised, and I initially had this person in. But in the end, just compared to who else was in there, it just doesn't quite cut it. But as far as honourable mentions go, and you talk about underrated players, Jeremy. Jeremy? And I'm excited to tell you why. Oh, you've prepared notes for an honourable mention? Oh, yes, I'm here for this. Sit back. So there is a quote from Mourinho. Um, And I'm just going to... I can give you an honourable mention whilst you're waiting if you want. I could, I could reel a few. I could reel loads off. Sadio Mane. It's one that I can't believe you. Yes, Mane yeah, and yeah. Mares. I complete Mares. forgot about Mares. Mares was originally in my my list. He's now actually the most. He's currently the most expensive African footballer. This is the last, the last, the largest transfer fee as it stands at the moment. Um, which it could change. Probably will do to, soon. To Al Hilal No, I think it was to Manchester City, to wasn't City. it? Mm. Mr. City, and I think Osimhen will. Yeah. Go ahead of that. Yeah. Ossiman's probably like there could be Ossiman, another honourable mention. Ossiman would be one of them in, you know, again, sort of in five years' time. Yeah. Where you, really if he continues the way he is, where the numbers will just be absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, Colo Toro. I was going to say Colo Toro.